Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The dictatorial lockdown we're seeing in China. They're still welding Chinese people into their apartments. We support the right of people everywhere to peacefully protest. If you think there's high costs of goods right now, wait until there's a rail strike. The World Cup. Match between the United States and Iran. The Respect for Marriage Act to pass that vote in the Senate. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. Good news. Uh, World Cup. USA beats Iran. Is it Iran or Iran? <laughs> so so you heard the... Uh, <laughs> the little press Papa's conference. Ad, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, press guy from... Uh, from Iran. 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 <laughs> Iran, Iran. Correcting the You say uh, US. Iran, I say Iran. Uh, anyway, yeah, he was uh, correcting one of the uh, USA players that he was not pronouncing the name of his team correctly. And then he tried to back him into the corner to tell him how racist the United States was. And, <laughs> uh, and the, the, the player was African-American. He, he didn't take the bait. But anyway, uh, yeah, USA advances, knocking out Iran, one nothing earlier today. Either U.S. I forget the USA soccer player's name you're talking about from yesterday in the press conference. He was very diplomatic, though. I will say that I heard his response, and he actually handled it better than I would have. I'd have said something like, "Well, you know what? We hadn't started beheading gay people in America yet." You know, yeah. yeah. He uh, he was he handled it well. So uh, the winning goal was uh, put in. I mean, it was an interesting play. There was a kick, there was a headbutt, and then there was a, a kick into the goal. And uh, Kristen Poliski, is that your Polisic? Yeah, I think that's Polisic, right. Yeah. Uh, he, he ended up, after he kicked the ball into the goal, his momentum took him right into the Iranian goalie. And uh, he ended up, uh, the American player ended up coming out of the game later for, with an a, uh, abdomen injury. But uh, they will go on, and Iran, I don't know what awaits them. You know, the Iranian government has threatened violence and torture to the Iranian ball players, soccer players, if there was any misbehavior. Now, whether or not there, uh, by the way, I've just got to uh, text Clark that there's a bad echo on the uh, TV on the cable uh, broadcast the um where was i going with this before <laughs> i shouldn't read emails in the middle of a story uh anyway the uh no the iranian government has basically said uh, you get out of line you if you do anything that would embarrass the leadership of iran if you would do anything anything that would uh, be an inference that you're supporting the protesters back home please note that your family will suffer. And uh, in fact, they had the Revolutionary Guard Corps meet with the soccer team before the game and said, you, you better not get out of line. You know, which one would wonder, would that make them play harder during the game or would that make them say, what the heck? Why, why, are, we even, why are we even trying with this uh, government, but you got you got to believe the motivations purely from from personal and their teammates, and they're not playing for country. I wouldn't think. Uh, no, not not with that 
that kind of support or lack of support from the government. Now I don't you know I don't know what the first half of the game the last few minutes of the game i watched they were playing pretty hard trying to score because they had all they had to do was tie the united states and if they ended with the tie they advanced and and the united states had to now win. are they done are they gone is around they're gone, gone. Mm-hmm. well they probably played hard because they didn't want to go back home <laughs> yeah i guess they're uh, and who does usa play next well they'll I, they'll be a, they'll advance to another round so i hadn't seen what the pairings are for that um or, or another pool or whatever they call it over there I actually know someone from town that's over there. They're posting Facebook really? pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting stuff. That that would be an interesting uh, guest to have on after he gets back. I might, might, maybe you could get him. Maybe. So you have seen and heard the uh, TV ads on Camp Lejeune. 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 The, uh, I mean, you, you've had to see them. If you watch more than 30 seconds you of turn on the television. TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are apparently they are spending cumulatively all these lawyers cumulatively are spending some $41 million on advertisements. Hmm. There have been a million people, a million uh, veterans who have gone through Camp Lejeune. And uh, there are probably going to be generated 50,000 cases. There is an estimate that there will be billions made by these law firms. Wow. Mm. Billions with a B. Now, are they doing radio? I have not heard any radio I haven't seen any new cars in the parking lot, so apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) The lawyers representing Camp Lejeune victims stand to make 40% of the victims' recoveries and fees for themselves after doing very little work with a near certain chance of recovering the settlement. Um, this, according to the American Tort Reform Association, which estimates that law firms have spent the $41 million we just talked about. Elizabeth um, Birch, a law professor at the University of Georgia, said fee- fees could go as high as 45% in some cases. Mm. Now, what's interesting about this is apparently, according to one particular law, Jay Titmarsh, a law professor at the University of Notre Dame, said if the Camp Lejeune legislation is operating under the federal tort claims act then the fees should be capped at 25 percent. i would think they, they would be why wouldn't think, they be yeah but uh, uh now uh senator grassley and joni ernst and others have uh including tommy tuberville have introduced a bill that would cap attorney's fees at no more than 10 percent if a veteran's claim is settled administratively the attorney would get no more than two percent now, you know, if the law is on the books, I could see them coming back and saying 25%. But now that these attorneys are spending all this money, do you turn around and say, oh, by the way, you're limited to 10% or 2%? Yeah, I don't. After the fact, I don't think they should, should do it. After well, the fact. although if that 25% is the law of the land, they ought to enforce that. They certainly should. There is, uh, again, an estimated 1 million veterans that could have been impacted by Camp Lejeune. 1942, World War II is when it started. Mm. So uh, we'll see where it goes. If if nothing else, the uh, American people could sue the attorneys for um, mental anguish over watching all those TV ads. <laughs> Can't make it up. It's amazing to me that, uh, I mean, the cover-up had to start years and years ago, and amazing to me it lasted as long as it did. 
I, I think the only time that Richard Burr ever called us to be on the program, when I say us, the News and Views program. He wanted a pat on the back for something. He wanted a pat on the back for <laughs> the uh, – he was – involved in uh, the original legislation i mean this is this is going back i think it was the first the first or second year we did the program so this is going back 10 12 years ago where uh he first introduced some sort of legislation for the uh, veterans that had been affected by the uh, water down there apparently a lot of the contaminated water came from a the leakage of chemicals from a dry cleaning company mm-hmm. nearby the camp, which if you've ever been down to Camp Lejeune, which I'm sure most of our listeners have at least been by there, it's hard to believe that one, now granted, I'm sure the, 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 the camp has gotten larger and larger over the years, but it's hard to believe that one chemical uh, dry cleaning plant could have, unless it was a really large plant, could have contaminated the water in, in that area because it's huge. I mean, that camp is, is a city. Well, if it, you know, got in the underwater yeah. ground wells, yeah. you know, it's uh, possible. It, it could go a long ways. Washington Examiner is reporting conservative Republicans are stepping up efforts to fight for changes in the legislation that could codify same-sex marriage. Now, they were supposed to start debating this at 3.30 this afternoon and take a vote this afternoon. I have not seen anything. You might want to double-check it real quick, but I have not seen whether it's actually come up for a vote. There is growing opposition after much talk, uh, and if you remember, we covered this last week when Tom Tillis and 11 other Republicans came up and started uh, t- telling us that they have made the Respect for Marriage Act, or conservatives are now calling this the uh, Same-Sex Marriage Act. But um, you know, they, they started saying, we've got you covered, we've got you protected, there will no be, you know, there will be cutouts for religious organizations well the democrats gay marriage bill is all about teeing up biden's irs to target religious schools churches and charities says ted cruz the senate bill pays lip service to religious liberty and conscience rights but does not offer any meaningful protections for those rights according to chip roy republican from texas he wrote that in an op-ed yesterday had the senate sponsors wanted to They could have explicitly stated no individual organization could be penalized by the government for operating according to the convictions that marriage unites a husband and a wife, particularly that the IRS may not strip any organization of its nonprofit status. Now, Mike Lee has offered an amendment to the bill that would really lock down this language and make it crystal clear that you you would not be allowed to use anything in this bill to take away the stat tax exempt status or that would lead to a lawsuit based on religious convictions it must be taking uh it must have caught the attention to a number of republicans the reason why i say that is because uh, again they're supposed to start debating the bill this afternoon and supposedly taking a vote on it later today but the it was what last uh Monday or Tuesday, I believe, where mm-hmm. they, uh, or it was even, maybe it was even the week before that, where it they actually sixteenth uh, or seventeenth, where I they think. voted it, mm-hmm. it voted to take it uh, out of debate to you know cloture, they, they passed the cloture vote. But the fact that they they haven't done anything with it yet makes me wonder: 
have they had enough Republicans back off this bill saying, I, I don't think I can vote for it unless you add these amendments into it? Yeah, I'm not saying worse, uh, there's been anything voted on today. I, I, I read something that they were supposed to start. Now, the, the, the article I was reading was written early this morning saying that they were supposed to start debating one at 3.30 this afternoon. Obviously, that could change. That might be later in the week. But, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of individuals that uh, look at this thing, look at uh, the how many thousands of uh, new IRS agents that uh, Biden wants to uh, hire and uh, says, you know, it doesn't add up. This this does not look good. And I, again, the you know, the, the the Constitution makes it very, very clear that we have religious liberty. I mean, that's that's a, a, a clearly stated part of our Constitution. And yet you've got a bill where you have to have cutouts for religious liberty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that that very, you know, connect the dots. That doesn't make any sense. That clearly makes it sound unconstitutional that you'd have to have those cutouts. Yeah. I mean, where else do we have to codify what's already in the Bill of Rights? Yeah. I mean, and to me. Um, exactly. I mean, I disagree. The Constitution stands on its own. I mean, I would like to hear Tom Tillis's uh discussion on that i mean that should be a given you know well and and even mike lee i mean i I like what mike lee is proposing i mean i think mike lee has come up with this amendment looking at the bill and saying well i've got to do something because this bill is going to pass apparently and so he is he has stood strong against it uh again if you're um listening and you do not want to see this respect of marriage act passed or passed without the Mike Lee amendments, we would encourage you to uh, pick up the telephone and call your senators, Tom Tillis and Richard Burr. Uh, I, it, it, it would appear to me that they must be getting some phone calls for this to have not gone through already. Well, I would say, I will say conservative Republicans, uh, I mean, they've been pretty out front with people and saying, hey, call call Tom Tillis, call Richard Burke, call, you know, all these uh, Republicans. How many, how many were there that signed on it? Uh, twelve. Well, 12 that yeah. were on that amendment that the, – the, the, I'll call it the Tillis Amendment. It mm-hmm. was, I don't know that it was written by him, but he was a part of it. But I've seen a lot of emails from conservative organizations that are, you know, blasting people. So they, they probably had a lot of calls. We're going to take a time out. Stay with us. Joe Biden was up uh, on a vacation at Nantucket. Something interesting happened after his uh, entourage left to go back to the White House. We'll talk about that when we get back. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Oh, how they have dropped over the years. Five years ago in 2017, NBC fired Matt Lauer over a smorgasbord of uh, sexual harassment allegations, including exposing his Uncle Albert to female co-workers. <laughs> what is it with these guys? And by the way, Matt Lauer, he's just... I, I don't know if he made that much money that he just said, well, screw it, I can retire. And Well, I think the year that he was fired, I think his contract was like 20 or $25 million or something like that. I mean, I just can't, can't well, believe no, it. The, what's, what's hard to believe is, okay, they were paying him $20 million a year. Has anybody missed him? I mean, in all honesty, he hasn't been missed at all. And he, uh, I so mean, he, why wouldn't NBC just 
say, you know what, you we'll we'll pay you a million dollars a year, which is still a fortune for yeah. what they do. And uh, if you don't like it, we'll find somebody else. Wasn't he uh, also, that doesn't pull their pants down? Wasn't he also accused of of like dragging women in his office and locking the door and wouldn't let them out and things like that? I mean, what is wrong with these he guys? Was accused of having a switch underneath his desk to Ooh. close and lock the door, and something else under the desk apparently. <laughs> All right, let's make, let's, let's keep it PG. Uh, Taking a quick look at your weather forecast, it is uh, going to be partly cloudy this evening, a low around 50, so it's not going to get too cold tonight. Tomorrow, the rain comes back in, a high of 68. Tomorrow, the sky clears up, and it cools back down with a low of 33. Thursday, sunny skies, a high of 54, and it looks like uh, over the next uh, few days, Thursday is going to be the cold day with a high of 52. Then it gets back up into the mid-50s to uh, the 60s Saturday. Looks like a great day. It's a golf day there. I mean, a high of 68 on Saturday. Maybe afternoon tea off about lunch or that one o'clock. That sounds good. That sounds yeah. good. Speaking of golf, have you heard the news? Ironwood Golf and Country Club has voted best golf course in Greenville for the fourth year in a row. Ironwood boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, members-only full-service dining areas with um, monthly social events, Competition-sized swimming pool, clay tennis courts, making Ironwood the perfect place to make new friends and traditions with your family. Looking for the perfect gift for a loved one? Ironwood has gift certificates available. Looking for the perfect gift for your family for Christmas? Hey, this is easy. Join Ironwood, the gift that keeps on giving all year long. No initiation fee required. Contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653. To find out how you can be a part of Ironwood. Uh, also, as we're uh, promoting good things, uh, Christmas with the Embers is back. And uh, it will take place Monday, December 19th. That's actually on Christmas week. Yeah. That yeah. Monday, the 19th, and then uh, Christmas is the following Sunday. It takes place at the Reimage Church in Winterville. No matter where you are in eastern North Carolina, this would be worth the trip to uh, Greenville. We're teaming up with the Pitt County Operation Santa Claus and we'll be donating money and toys to help kids in need this holiday season. Purchase your tickets online at WTIBFM.com. Our thanks to sponsors including the Air Doctor, Hardee's, Fantastic Sam's, Greenville Utilities, Telco Credit Union, Speedy Oil Change and Auto Service, GoEco, 264 Shoes and Apparel, Greenville Toyota, Para Electronics, Southern Bank, AmeriHealth, um, Caritas of North Carolina. So our thanks to those sponsors and uh, look forward to seeing you at the Embers concert. So Joe Biden, you know, I didn't realize how hard the Bidens have it, by the way. Do you realize that their vacation to Nantucket last week, that was the first vacation that they've had since August. (laughs) Where'd they go in August? They were down in South Carolina. They all got on Air Force One, including Hunter, and they all went down to. Uh, oh, uh, that was it, uh, Kiowa. Kiowa Island, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that was that was almost a full three months without a vacation. How do these people do it? <laughs> yeah, that's sarcasm. And he goes to Delaware every weekend. almost every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Leaves at what ten o'clock on Friday morning, comes back at one o'clock on Monday. So anyway, the. Secret Service goes up and they rent a bunch of cars to protect the Biden family. The cars are taken back to the airport, parked at the, I think it was Hertz or Avis, I think it was Hertz, 
And uh, they all get back in the plane, fly back to uh, D.C. This happened, I guess, last night is when they flew back. This morning at about 5 o'clock, and all these stories all say the same thing. The cars burst into flames. Hmm. Now, my first question is, were they electric? That was my first thoughts. Are they electric? Yeah. I bet they were. I bet they were too, but it's interesting that none of these stories say whether or not they are electric. And I've looked at several stories because I wanted to find out the answer to that, and nobody is talking. Now, I guess this is just for like extra details, uh, secret yeah. service details. Uh, yeah, I would think, yeah, they would fly up the, uh, what, are, what do they call the big uh, black? Uh, mm, was it the monster? Or yeah, the, the monster or whatever. Tank, whatever it's the called. The tank, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, five vehicles that the secret service were using burst into flames and that's i mean you'd think they would have a little bit more detail and especially you'd think they'd have something about them being electric or not electric but um somehow that would be poetic justice if they were electric vehicles and they caught on fire i'm just sounds to me like if you get an electric vehicle you better not live anywhere near salt water no the presidential limo is called the beast the beast or Cadillac One or First Car. Anyway. I think the beast is what I always hear. You know, don't be too hard on Joe Biden's family if they only get vacations, you know, once every three months. And he probably had his brother, his sister, all the kids, all of Biden's uh, or Hunter's concubine and, <laughs> and everything. By the way, I, I did see a story that, uh, you know, Hunter has this out-of-wedlock child. And the Biden family has all the Christmas stockings and goodies and whatnot. Even the dog and the cat have stockings up at the Biden White House. But Hunter's out-of-wedlock daughter, no, she didn't, she didn't get a stocking. And that was proven in court. Oh, yeah. I don't think he even denies it. I just Whether or not he's – has he paid any child support? I think the court ordered him to, whether or not he paid it or not. I mean, they're only worth millions of Chinese. Apparently, uh, maybe the, the mother couldn't accept um, Chinese currency. The uh, non-binary aid of Joe Biden. That's one word. I mean, I'm trying to keep it PG. Sam Britton. Brinton. Uh, this guy, I, I, you know, you could do a remake of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and you could film it in the White House. <laughs> that is the truth. This guy this guy looks like he's out of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I mean, he looks like an alien. He looks like uh, not only a space cadet. I mean, he looked like he, he just flew in from Mars or something. This, this is a biological male who is a cross-dresser is being kind. I mean, he is a sexual pervert mm. who likes to hang around with guys that dress up as puppies. Oh, yeah, they're into animal role play is what they say. And this guy is in charge of our nuclear decisions mm. at the White House? Like nuclear waste, I think. Nuclear waste <laughs> control. Apparently, I, I could, apparently, I he's, go and, yeah, apparently he's consumed some of the waste because yeah, he I, is fried. I could go in several directions with that, but I will not. <laughs> <laughs> and what would Donald Trump say? He's a sick puppy. <laughs> but amongst all of his issues, and this is why you can tell the guy's not thinking straight. 
He's, he's up, not all there. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> was it up in Minneapolis? Yeah, I think it was Minneapolis. Because he's he from can, he's from Minnesota. What? Gee, what a shock that is. <laughs> he is he, a sick puppy. He goes and to the the carousel where the luggage comes down and steals some woman's luggage. Apparently, it was some. I, I mean, I don't know why you would have a piece of luggage that is. I think it was like worth several thousand dollars. Yeah, you know. I mean, who, what moron would would spend? I don't care how rich you are. Would you spend several thousand several thousand dollars on a piece of luggage and then allow the airlines to handle it for you? Yeah. I mean, when when I go on an airline, I try to find the cruddiest piece of luggage I I own to put my stuff in because I know at the other end of the trip. If it's brand new, it's going to look like it's five years old after the airport, uh, after the airline. Yeah, all, with it. all you have to do is if you if you do check luggage, go ju- go and just you know take a little vi- quick visual of how the baggage handlers handle your luggage, like when they're loading and unloading the plane. <laughs> I mean, I want to just put it in a like garbage oh, yeah. garbage can or oh, something yeah. wrapped with duct tape. The uh, anyway, this guy stole this piece of luggage. And uh, apparently they've got it on video. So, and, and I think he actually admitted today that he stole it. The the victim, who police described as a known adult female, reported the bag missing and identified it from a video in the carousel. So she's the one that said that guy took it. She said the bag and its contents had a vi- value of two thousand three hundred twenty-five dollars. So she was a celebrity or something a known adult female that's what it says so i mean i i wonder if it was like hey you see uh i don't know just toss a name out there i don't know britney spears see britney spears and say well gosh let me go get her i mean a guy like this maybe he says i'll go get oh, yeah. her luggage and yeah, put, on her clo- put, her, put, put on her, her underwear. clothes yeah uh, no you ain't got the clothes well he does sarah palin or somebody like that i mean you betcha <laughs> Anyway, this guy is uh, uh, this guy's a loon. He's a freak. He is a freak no of nature. For have, have you seen the picture of him next to uh, R- Rachel? Don't call me Richard Levine. Captain that, Kangaroo with oh, a yeah. long hair. Yeah. I mean, this is one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I, and look, I I know I am totally politically incorrect. I don't care. Call me whatever name you want to call you want to call me. But th- th- these people are nuts. <laughs> And if you Google this guy's name, what was it again? Uh, um, Sam Brenton, B-R-I-N-T-O-N. I, I, a couple of days ago, I Googled that image and just put images. I mean, there are some freaky photographs of this guy, some things that he and his partner and others have been doing. I mean, it's it's weird. It's more than just putting on a dress. I, I will give it again. I mean, the guy's got a good mustache. I'll give that to him, but... Uh, but he doesn't he didn't pull off the heels in the red dress. Not at all. Uh, his excuse, he said, if I had taken the wrong bag, I am happy to return it. But I don't have any clothes for another individual. That was my clothes when I opened the bag, he said to police. <laughs> Two hours later, he called the police back, according to the report, admitted the theft, claimed that he was tired at the time and thought the bag was his though he didn't check one when leaving Washington. So he didn't even have a bag. Yeah, so how do you even go to the carousel and say— Why would you go? Yeah, he he went to go get some women's clothes. He probably spotted somebody. I bet this person is someone that he either knew or or known to to the public and said, i got to go check out her lingerie and put it on tonight (laughs) for my buddy. I I uh, uh, (laughs) wish—it's— 
People are sick. Weird. How many times have we said on this program that these people that do these violent crimes, that the father is missing in their life? Mm-hmm. The Epic Times had a story today. Anderson Aldridge, he was the guy that shot up the Club Q in Colorado Springs. The guy that was described himself as non-binary? Did he? I, I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. the court documents call him like um, what's the term? Um, hmm, yeah, they, they, yeah. This article actually says he he is non-binary and prefers plural pronouns. His public defender announced in the court filing that again he's non-binary, prefers plural pl- pronouns. Could that be a ploy to challenge claims that anti-LGBTQ sentiment prompted the shooting? Because they've charged him with a hate crime now. So, I mean, that's just a question the Epic Times asks. But again, absentee fatherhood. Aldridge came from a broken family, ruined by mental illness, drug and alcohol addiction, and immoral decisions. His alcoholic mother was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And his estranged father was a porno actor who spent time in prison for drug smuggling and has not seen his son for more than a decade. Yeah, he actually thought he was dead. I think I read an article where his father thought he was, assumed that he was dead, been out of contact for, for years and assumed he was dead. And, you know, I understand that in some cases that uh, mental illness could be a contributing factor to alcoholism. Frankly, having a husband who's a, into pornography as an actor, uh, that probably didn't help the marriage, you think. But, uh, how, you know, so, so often, um, you know, these are terrible decisions that are made. And yet we, you know, we want to make victims out of the people that make these terrible decisions. Now, they do become victims, but they're victims of their bad decisions. It's not like, they, you know, all of a sudden they just woke up one day into this in this predicament. And I don't want to sound heartless on this. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, but by the grace of God, there go I. But, I, you know, so often I, I think we've, we've got to uh, – And again, we want to point to everything, but absentee fatherhood, I I just, I I know I say this all the time, but if we're going to pass legislation that deals with morals, can we pass some legislation that strongly would encourage, may, may I even use the word force, fathers to fulfill their duties as husbands and fathers? And you know the, the whole idea that said, well, the kids are better off if I'm out of the picture. No, they're not. I mean, I mean, I mean it, now I understand if the guy is violent and beating the kids, yeah, he's better off to, to get rid of the guy. But you know, this is just a this is a vicious cycle, and it's scary to think what the next generation is going to look like. Yeah, and you've had a society in the last fifty years that has continued to have more and more children out of wedlock, and have have you know fatherless homes. And you've got one party that, I mean, hey, let's just face it, their platform for the last 50 years has been encouraging and incentivizing people yep. not to have families, and they're anti-family in everything they do. Yep. And I think the reason they're anti-family, I mean, I think it's more than just, uh, I mean, it's not really simple. It, it's it's simple if you know if you know the 
the policies and and everything of basically communism. I mean, really is and Marxism. You, they want tear to, apart the family. They want to destroy anything that comes before the state. Yeah, and uh, God, family, and country. They don't want anything part of that, so they want to nope. eliminate God and family. Yep. So everybody will be loyal to the state, and that's straight straight out of Marxism, Bingo. straight out of um, Lenin's writing as well. We're going to take a time out. Stay with us. We come back. Uh, interesting story concerning um, the CDC and COVID. We'll get to that when we get back. Back to News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Uh, News and Views has been talking a lot about uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. And, you know, I mean, even going back a couple of years ago when the vaccine first came out and it was very controversial and you couldn't say anything negative about it, uh, everybody was supposed to bend the knee to Fauci, who... If you're going to retire, would you shut up and go away, by the way, Fauci? Oh, he'll make the rounds now. You uh, think he made them before. Do you think he's looking for a TV gig or something? How old is the guy? The guy's in his 80s, right? I think he's 80 or early 80s, I think. Anyway, um, the CDC has been taking surveys and notes. Uh, it's called the V-Safe Active Monitoring App. The uh, CDC wanted to find out what were the side effects of COVID. Now, I'm I'm cutting through this article pretty quickly here, but the Informed Consent Action Network has gone to the uh, Freedom of Information guys and said, hey, CDC needs to release this information. They've been tracking the side effects. They've been asking people about the issues they've had under covid and finally, a judge got the CDC to release this information. There were a number of checkbox boxes on, on the survey that people who got the COVID, they got the vaccine, I should say, could go in and check off certain issues that they had. Also in, the, in this survey, there was a place that just said other and you were limited to 250 characters but you could type in what your issues what your side effects were well this informed consent action network finally got a hold of these five excel files uh, excel files i should say and uh, which probably only took a couple of minutes to download and they go through all the information and there was nothing in there on the on the boxes to check that had anything to do with heart issues and so uh they're just missing so this informed consent action network asked the judge get them to release because initially he said you've got to release all the checkbox information but you don't have to release the information the other information where people could go in and put in their own additional information. For some reason, he said, no, you don't have to release that information, which is rather, you know, that, that's an aha moment. Why, why would you not also release that along with everything else? 
So anyway, um, the Informed Consent Action Network says this is a glaring issue. There was no place to just write in cardiac symptoms other than the other field. And so, you know, now we have got a number of folks that have uh, come out and, and we, we, you know, we, we've heard all these stories about people who have been vaccinated and all of a sudden they keel over. Sometimes they, I mean, you've got stories sometimes of young athletes that are just keeling over. Uh, so th- this, in a sense, is one of those aha moments, notably chest pain and other cardiac symptoms that could indicate myo- uh, myocarditis or pericarditis, uh, now known to be more common post-vaccination in people under 40 they're completely missing from the survey checkboxes. Uh, by the way, this article is out of just the news. The CDC hopes to withhold the 6.8 million free text entries from the public released by proposing instead to convert the information into medical codes over a few months, a process, quote, more time-consuming and complex than simply reviewing the fields for personally identifying information, according, again, to the Informed Consent Action Network. So, in other words, instead of just releasing this information, and again, I mean, you got 6.8 million entries. You, you could certainly come up with some, some good theories as to the side effects of the vaccination, but they, they don't want to release it. I mean, you know, they'll protest it too loudly, over this are you and i'm sorry I, you got to ask the question it, it, what are you trying to hide well this judge you mentioned judge Pittman, <clears throat> you want to guess who appointed him <laughs> donald trump no no he did that's right he didn't want to release this Bar- obama barack obama barack obama yeah he's okay. from texas yeah. yeah yeah well in that case i'm shocked that he even allowed the other information to be released and he lives in austin so the, like the most liberal city like, in town yeah and, and like state rather austin berkeley california and chapel hill north carolina you know <laughs> One the three it's hard in, to believe in texas they have a chapel hill three peas in a pod well yeah. austin certainly is i can tell you that anyway um i i would think uh, eventually well i don't know w- will they be able to hide this for patients three and older needing such care uh blah, 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 blah. Now, anyway, it just goes into some detail about the information that was released. But again, what was not on the survey were, were the things related to the, the heart conditions. And boy, there's more and more stories coming out all the time about these huge blood clots that they're now finding. And uh, rather scary. But, you, uh, you know, what, what kills me is we've talked about before, you know, during the height of the pandemic, CDC with 28,000 plus employees uh, after a year, yeah, there was no reporting at all, basically, out of the CDC. I mean, they were, you know, no studies. All the studies were coming out of countries that are much, much smaller than we were, and that's yep. what we were relying on. And, I mean, what are these 28,000 people doing? Good Comes question. back to leadership. Well, you know, it's a bureaucratic agency. Yep. They, they're collecting paychecks. <laughs> that's about it. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
Ride shotgun with your 5 o'clock drive. Well, the drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Jonathan Turley has an interesting article out. It, with all the negativity that is coming out of Hollywood and any of the woke communities towards Twitter and Elon Musk, there are over 2 million new signups per day representing a 66% increase over the same time frame last year, according to new released figures from Twitter. Now, people say, oh, you can't trust that. That's from Twitter. That's from Musk. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. Musk has basically come out. In fact, there was an interesting uh, tweet by him, meme by him, talking about how uh, CNN has said that the uh, they, that free speech is being threatened on Twitter by le- allowing people to speak freely. <laughs> I, I, you know, it just shows just, which we all know, you know, these celebrity types, I mean, most of them are just flat out dumb. I yeah, don't care yeah, how successful yeah, they are. Yeah. They are just flat out dumb. But they, they can come out and just you know saying i'm I'm leaving twitter i'm leaving twitter well the guy has done nothing but said hey pretty he's pretty much said you know for the most part anything goes as long as you're yeah. you know, as long as you're, you're not uh, breaking the law breaking the law using or, pornography or right. whatever that's yeah, and, and, is inappropriate and before you know when they were banning conservatives right and left primarily donald trump and uh any conservative and and blocking things they would say it was I mean, all in the they, name of misinformation. And, but they would have, you know, Vladimir Putin. They would have Ahmadinejad. Oh, yeah. They would oh, yeah. have all sorts of yep. dictators and murderers Bingo. around the world that they never mentioned. Yep. Yep. Anyway, it's, uh, it is interesting. All the controversy is uh, actually looks like it's been great new advertising for I Twitter. Hope, I hope he's wildly <laughs> successful. <laughs> well, apparently uh, he's on his way. Two million new signups per day. We got to run. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody.